Good morning, everybody. Everybody have a great week. Well, it's going to get better. Praise the Lord. No matter how good it was, it's going to get better. Amen. Excuse me. This morning, I am thrilled to be able to stand before you and to share with you the first message regarding the prophetic word that I have received for 2022. Many of you are aware and have heard me say in the past that every October I set time aside and just begin listening specifically to the Holy Spirit as to what's on God's agenda for the coming new year. And ever since I've been doing this, and I began doing it in about 1991, when Brother Copeland prophesied over me and said that God was adding a new dimension to our ministry, and that was the office of the seer, that I would be able to see into the spirit of what God was about to do, and then he would hold me responsible for sharing what I saw with the body of Christ everywhere he sends me. So... Beginning of October, October the 1st, I already had it on my mind the whole month of September. But October the 1st, uh, I, have a, I have a place in my, Carolyn says, don't call it a shop, it's a museum. And it is with classic cars and classic motorcycles. And uh, on the second floor of that museum is a 50s diner. I've always liked 50s diners. And Carolyn makes great malts up there, praise God. Hamburgers and good stuff. And then on the third floor, which most people don't know, I have a third floor. But it is the Holy of Holies. (laughs) And that's where I go, particularly during the first week of October. And just get in the presence of the Lord. In fact, God is already there waiting on me. And uh, I began praying on October the 1st in that upper room, I call it. And every time I closed my eyes, I kept seeing the same thing. I saw a hand coming from heaven. And uh, not knowing right away what it meant, because sometimes you can see things and it may not be anything more than just something that comes up in your mind. But I began praying about it and asked the Lord, I said, does this have anything to do with the prophetic word that you want me to talk about beginning this month and then wherever you might send me afterwards? And uh, as I continued to pray and meditate on that, he said it has everything to do with what I want you to talk about regarding 2022. So with that in mind, I did some studying, I did some research, and I discovered some powerful things. So let's open our Bibles first of all this morning to Psalm 145. And while you're turning there, in my research, I discovered some interesting things. And I want to share that with you before we begin reading from Psalm 145. The Hebrew letter representing the number 20 
means an open hand. It also means giving freely. An open hand. I thought that was interesting. That's what I saw. A hand coming from heaven. And in the Hebrew, the number 20 means an open hand or giving freely. And then the number 22 in the Hebrew symbolizes disorder and chaos. Disorder and chaos. Oh, Brother Jerry, that's not good news. Well, just wait. Because what I heard the Lord say was this. More chaos and more disorder is coming. However, I will open my hand to my people. And the open hand of God always represents provision. Provision. And here's what I heard him say. In 2022, in the midst of disorder and chaos, I will open my hand and pour out on my faithful ones who will not be shaken by it. So make a decision right now. Now, we've already got chaos and disorder. I mean, it's happening all over the world. It's happening all over our nation. And uh, I believe we haven't seen the last of it. It'll probably get worse. But, but, everybody say but. But, <laughs> but God, hallelujah. God will open his hand. Now, I had the uh, graphics department to... Uh, Designed this, so I want them to put it up right now, if you will. The year of the open hand of God. Unusual, extraordinary, supernatural provision. Write that down. Keep it before you. The year of the open hand of God. Unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural provision. Okay? So let me say this again. In the midst of more and more chaos and disorder... God will open his hand and will freely give to those who refuse to be shaken by it. I also found that several Hebrew scholars say that the number 20 also represents expectancy. Expectancy. So what I'm hearing the Spirit of God say is this. Expect the open hand of God in the midst of chaos and disorder. So, after all, this is good news. Can you say amen? amen. Say it with me. In 2022, In 2022 I'm, expecting I'm expecting to see, to see and, to and to experience the open hand of God, hand. pouring out, pouring giving out. freely, giving and making provision, and provision for, me for me in the midst of disorder and chaos. And I thank you all to give him a shout in advance. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's look in Psalm 145. And let's begin reading in verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. 
Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and their dominion endureth throughout all generations. Now let's pay very close attention to the next three verses. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfieth the desire of every living thing. Hallelujah. Now, the Passion Translation says it this way. When you open your hand, it is full of blessings. Hallelujah. When you open your hand, everybody open a hand. When you open your hand, it is full of blessings. Hallelujah. And look at your neighbor and say, and they belong to me, praise God. Full of blessings. Everybody shout, full of blessings. Now, I don't know about you, but that's already excited me. I've preached myself happy already. I was happy when I got here, but I'm happier now, praise God. Once again, the open hand of God always represents provision. Now, another translation says this. You alone provide, O Jehovah, and you do it liberally with an open hand. One commentary stated, the living God has suitable supplies at hand. And these he gives until satisfaction is achieved. Hallelujah. Until satisfaction is achieved. That means God's not going to just allow you to have a portion and then you're on your own. No, it's until you're satisfied. Hallelujah. I can handle a whole lot before I say I'm satisfied. It's enough. How about you? Amen. So, once again, another uh, commentary went on to say, if we will just wait on the Lord, our wait will not be in vain. Another translation says, the Lord opens his hand and gives bountifully all things to enjoy. And then still another translation says, and satisfies everyone with favor, goodwill, and loving kindness. So write that down on your notes. Begin to not only expect the open hand of God. Get, get to where you just do this <laughs> as a reminder. Just open your hands as a reminder of this prophetic word. That God is opening his hands for me. Even in the midst of disorder and chaos. And I don't have a thing to fear. I don't have a thing to worry about. Not going to get my joy, praise God. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. So he opens his hand and gives bountifully all things to enjoy and satisfies everyone with favor, goodwill, and loving kindness. And I want to encourage you, hang on to that promise in particular. He'll satisfy us with favor. Well, that just happens to be my favorite subject in the Bible. (laughs) And that's what I'm known for all over the world, the favor of God. Hallelujah. And as, and, and, and as I continue sharing some things with you, it, it seems like that we are headed for favor being outpoured on our lives like we have never experienced before. And boy, if it's like I've never experienced before, then it's going to be something big. Because I've experienced the favor of God for 52 years. 
Amen. And he will satisfy everyone with favor and with loving kindness and goodwill. Amen. So that's important in times like what we're living in. Because in times like we're in right now, only the favor of God, in many cases, is what it will take to get you over. Amen. Only the favor of God. You know, if, if people are losing their jobs and there's no jobs to be found, favor produces a job when nobody else is getting a job. Don't, don't stop declaring the favor of God on your life. Get up every morning and say the favor of God is on me. And the favor of God opens doors that no man can shut. The favor of God changes rules and regulations and policies, if necessary, to get me through a door, praise God. Amen. Go back and look at the the ten benefits of of the favor of God that the Lord gave me years ago. It's in our book on on the favor of God. And and, uh, uh, get, get, get those and confess them every day, praise God. Because, like I said, there are some things that we will experience in the coming days that only the favor of God will get us over. And praise God, we have access to it. It's available to us. Amen. I like to say, don't leave home without it. Okay. (laughs) Praise God. Now, I want to go back to the Passion Translation. When you open your hand... It is full of blessings. Not only does God delight in blessing us, but he wants to give us blessings that exceed our expectations. Amen. Exceed our expectations. Why? Because he's the God who does abundantly, exceeding abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Uh, Another translation says... uh, even above our highest desires and our, and our greatest uh, expectations and our highest dreams. One translation says, even our wildest dreams. Amen. So expect the open hand of God. When you are experiencing chaos, disorder, things seem to be just falling apart around you. And, and it looks like it's going to get worse and worse. Just stop right then. And don't be talking to chaos. Don't be talking to disorder. Talk the prophetic word. That God is going to open his hand. And he's going to pour out blessings on me. That there won't even be room enough to contain them all. Amen. Now, a good example of this is found in Ezekiel chapter 34. Ezekiel chapter 34. Would you go there with me, please? Beginning in verse 26, the latter part of that verse. There shall be showers of blessings. And the word showers here is defined as a sudden downpour. A sudden downpour. How many of you have ever been in a sudden downpour? I remember years ago, we uh, took a small group of people to Israel. 
And Jesse and Kathy Duplantis had never been. And, and they said, the next time you go, please invite us. And so they went with us. And it was just maybe 10 couples that went on this particular tour. And um, <clears throat> we had a guide that we used every time we went over there. And we arranged for him to be with us. And we always enjoyed him. He was a wonderful man. And um, so he, he took us on the tour. And one day, we were on the Sea of Galilee. And they put us on a boat. And we went out into the Sea of Galilee. And it was a beautiful day. I mean, there was not a cloud in the sky. And so we're out there on the boat. And uh, the captain said, uh, uh, Preacher, you want to you wanna preach on the Sea of Galilee like Jesus did? I said, sure. I said, Jesse... I'll start it and then I'll tag you and you'll close it out, okay? So it wasn't just our group on the boat. There were some other people as well, you know. And, and so he, he stopped the boat out in the sea. And he said, okay, preacher, go ahead. And he gave me a, you know, a little microphone. So I started preaching. And then I reached over and tagged Jesse. And he started preaching. And while Jesse was preaching, it got so dark out there. Clouds started rolling in. White capping on the water. And finally the captain told me, he said, shut that preacher up. He's preached up a storm. <laughs> I mean, there was not a cloud in the sky. And before we could get off the water, I mean, it was, it was rough. Just like the example in Jesus' ministry where he was out on the Sea of Galilee. And uh, he had just got through teaching uh, a group of people, a multitude of people. And then he... And the disciples got in the boat and they were going to the other side. That was Jesus' last command to them. Let us go to the other side. And he went in the back part of the ship and went to sleep. And then there was a storm came. Now, there was not a cloud in the sky, apparently, when they launched out into the sea. And he said, let us go to the other side. But it says, and a great storm arose. So that means there was not a storm when they got in the boat. But a great storm arose. And it frightened the disciples to no end. And finally, Peter went to the back of the boat and said, Master, don't you care we perish? And he said, where's your faith? And then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves. And the Bible says, and there was a great calm. So this is exactly what happened to us. There, there was not a cloud in the sky that day. And as we're out there on the sea and Jesse was preaching, all of a sudden a storm arose and uh, the captain said, we got to get back to shore. So notice there can come a sudden downpour. And that's what this, this scripture is referring to. There shall be showers of blessings, a sudden downpour. That says to me that one day you'll just be minding your own business, you know, just loving God and being nice to your wife, you know. <laughs> Could I get an amen out of the women? Praise God. And, uh, and then all of a sudden just things start happening that you've been believing for for a long time and just out of the blue, so to speak. Just a downpour of blessings come on you and overtake you. Can you say amen? amen? Oh, now, Brother Jerry, that couldn't happen. 
Well, somebody needs to tell God because he's the one who wrote this. Showers of blessing. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, in the midst of chaos and disorder, I will experience showers of blessing. Now, another meaning here, not only a sudden downpour, another meaning is they will come profusely and abundantly. Hallelujah. And don't forget, this is what God desires to do during a time of disorder and chaos. While everybody else is screaming, as they've already been screaming, worst of times, worst of times. If you're faithful to God, you're going to be having your best of times. Hallelujah. That's exactly the way it has been for me and this ministry ever since that stupid pandemic hit the planet. We have not had worst of times. We've had our best of times. We broke every record and we're still breaking records. 2020 was an awesome year and 2021 has been an even better year. And I have reason to believe 2022 is going to exceed that. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a great shout. Amen. Now, the Benson commentary says for Ezekiel 34, 26, that God is telling his people, I listen to this. Now, this is from the commentary. There's some commentaries I don't pay any attention to, but there are some that I love reading, and they're very insightful. I will give you remarkable instances of my favor. Where it says, and there shall be showers of blessings. This commentary said, I will give you remarkable instances of my favor and the joy and happiness which flows from it. And there will be blessings in great abundance. So you can't have the blessings without the favor. And you can't have favor without the blessings. They go hand in hand, praise God. Can you say amen? amen? Things are looking up, hallelujah. I said things are looking up, praise God. This is not the time to, to let go of your faith, not the time to... To, to, to take on worry and fear. Amen. Get up every morning with a shout in your heart and a dance in your step. Say, praise God, my God reigns. Hallelujah. My God causes me to overcome. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Now, verse 28 says, they shall dwell safely and none shall make them afraid. Now, some of you need to take that verse and write it on an index card or something and paste it on your mirror. And none shall make them afraid. Verse 30 says, They shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them. And then another commentary says this, God will disquiet all fear and anxiety in the midst of all this chaos and disorder. Hallelujah! Come on, let's give the Lord another shout of praise. Amen. Now, going back to Psalm 145, particularly from the Passion Translation, when you open your hand, it's full of blessings. Once again, the open hand of God represents provision. Uh, Another commentary states, and he does so liberally. 
provision. He, he gives liberally. Still another commentary states, and he does it promptly. Hallelujah. He does it promptly and at once because all that is needed is already in his hand. Hallelujah. I like the sound of this. I'm glad I came today. Praise God. So you could hear this. Hallelujah. Now, what I heard the Lord say when, when I was reading that, I heard him say, tell them I'm accelerating things. I'm accelerating things. Hallelujah. He said, now tell them they'll still be required to use their faith. But it's not going to take as long for results as it has in the past. He's accelerating things. Is that good news to you, Vic? Well, I thought you'd say, my, my, my. Now, listen to Amos chapter 9, verse 13 from the message translation. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing on the heels of of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will happen at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. Hallelujah. Everywhere you look, blessings. That sounds like blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Everywhere you look, there will be blessings. Why? Because God is accelerating things. And he proves it right here that he's capable of doing so. Amen? You know, I, I remember one time uh, asking some friends of mine who live out in, in California, in the uh, Fresno, Delano, Bakersfield area, where there are a lot of uh, fields and migrant workers are, are constantly working the fields. And uh, I asked one of them, and, and, of course, it's, you know, grapes and wine and all that kind of thing. I asked one of them, I said, what is, what, what does it norm, how long does it normally take from the time you, you plant the vine for the grapes to be able to make it into wine? And it's quite a long period. Doesn't happen overnight. But Jesus turned the water into wine It was his first miracle. His first miracle, he accelerated things. And he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. So what may have taken months before, the Lord can turn it in moments. Hang on to that, praise God. Can you say amen? Now, once again... This doesn't mean you're not going to have to use your faith anymore. No, you it's impossible to please God without faith. But it's just not going to take as long. Hallelujah. That's good news to me, praise God. Now, I'm willing to wait for as long as it takes. Because my middle name is Jerry, having done all the stand, stand, Savelle. I know how to stand. And I have stood for certain things for as long as 20 years before they came to pass. But... Hallelujah. When it did come to pass, I thought that's a 20, that's the shortest 20 years I ever spent. But I hear God saying, tell them I'm going to accelerate things. And, and that, that, that would be true because we are rapidly approaching the appearing of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We could very well be the generation 
that will usher him in. Like I used to hear, hear Pastor Jack Moore, Carolyn's pastor, he'd say, I'm not looking for a hole in the ground. I'm watching for a hole in the sky. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, verse, let's, let's, you're there in Psalm 145. Let me get there again. Look at verse 15. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Now, the Amplified Bible says it this way. It gives us the key to experiencing this. The Amplified Bible says, looking, watching, and expecting. Is that correct? Looking, watching, and expecting. What are you looking for in 2022? What are you watching for in 2022? And what are you expecting in 2022? It's a proven fact. What you expect is what you get. Expectancy and faith are very closely associated. And Jesus said, be it unto thee according to thy faith. Or you could say, be it unto thee as thou has expected. I get everything I expect. Don't I, Carolyn? I get everything I expect to get. Sometimes, Carolyn has said to other people, sometimes my husband doesn't even say it. He just thinks it and God does it. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I, but I expect God to do what he said he would do. Amen. So therefore, I'm looking for it. I'm watching for it <clears throat> every day. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, and I, I encourage you to do the same. Get up every morning. In fact, before you turn that news on, unless it's from the Victor Channel, because <laughs> you know, it's news with the spirit of faith praise God amen but in, before you turn on CNN and listen to all that junk just get up and say Lord I'm looking I'm watching and I'm expecting the open hand of God to pour out his blessings on me like never before not only that everywhere I go today favor goes before me and goodness and mercy follow me. How can you lose when favor goes before you and goodness and mercy is following you? Amen. Brother Jerry, where'd you get all that? The Bible. Amen. The Bible. Hallelujah. You know, there is a way to live in victory. You don't have to, you don't have to just put up with everything that this world throws at you. You can live in victory. Praise God. But it takes the word of God to do so. Now, the message translation for verse 15 says, Expectant, you give them, and I added this, what they need right on time. Expectant, you give them what they need, and you do it right on time. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. So, we'll continue to stand in faith. But it's not going to take as long as it has in the past because God is accelerating things. And then verse 19 from the Passion Translation says, Every godly one receives even more than what they ask for. That's the God who does exceeding abundant above all we ask. So once again, the Passion Translation says for verse 19... 
every goodly one or godly one receives even more than what they ask for. Why? Because his hand is full of blessings. Glory to God. You know, if, if, if you are about to receive a gift, I'm sorry, I, I gave all my money away last night that I had in my pocket. So there's not much right here. But if I was to, look, she's already reaching for it. <laughs> I haven't even finished the statement yet. She's already reaching for it. I'll add to it in a little bit, okay? Notice, my hand was full of something. And before I even got it to her, she was reaching for it. That's the way you should be doing right now. Amen. Just, just, just before you go to bed tonight, God, (laughs) if you're looking for me, here I am just waiting for it. Praise God. Amen. It's the year of the open hand of God. Hallelujah. I like this. Praise God. Now, let me read this to you from my notes. Divine acceleration is the supernatural ability of God to bring his will and his plans to pass at an even faster rate than normal. And then I added this unstoppable momentum. Hallelujah. Unstoppable momentum. That's what Amos chapter 9 verse 13 is talking about. Okay. So when God opens his hand, it's full of blessings. Now, one of the attributes of God is this. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, God giveth liberally. Now there he was talking about wisdom, but that's certainly an attribute of God in the way that he operates. God gives liberally. And God giving liberally implies that the God we serve is big hearted. Big hearted. You know, the, the more I have hung around God, and I've been doing so for 52, almost 53 years now. And I say this, not braggadocious, but I'm getting more like him. I have a big heart. I love giving. That is my favorite thing to do. I love giving. Amen. And God has a big heart. Now, most of the body of Christ don't see that. They see God withholding. I don't see that. I never see God with a clenched hand. I see him with an open hand. He's always looking for an opportunity to bless his people. The Bible says that as the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for some specific kind of person, those whose heart is perfect toward him. And the word perfect in the little Hebrew does not mean never having made a mistake or never having sinned. It means loyal, faithful, trustworthy. So the Bible says his eyes, another translation says his eyes are constantly scanning the earth. Looking for a certain person. And that person he's looking for is someone who's faithful, loyal, trustworthy, dependable. Has put him first place in their lives. 
The first time I read that, I was still living in Shreveport, Louisiana, on Trainee Lane. I, had, I was three months old in the Lord, and I read that scripture one day, just come across it, and I just stood up from my little desk in that bedroom. And I said, Lord, if you're looking for someone who can be faithful and loyal and trustworthy and dependable, search no more. I'm your man. Hallelujah. And I've endeavored to be that man all these years. And notice that it says, and he will show himself strong in their behalf. He will show himself strong in their behalf. Amen. That means he will, he will manifest his power and his ability in their behalf, even in the worst of circumstances, even in the midst of chaos and disorder. Amen. So become that person. In fact, you ought to say, Lord, if you're looking for somebody who's faithful, loyal, trustworthy, dependable, and made you first place in their life, search no more. Here am I. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. And you're going to find out that God is big hearted. God will bless you far more than what you in the natural deserve. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. amen. He's just, he's, it's, it's the greatest attribute of God. For God so loves, he gives. For God so loves, he gave. Love gives. Love is more than just words. Come on, brother. You know, they, they come up, I don't know who wrote the book, The Five Love Languages, but our daughters got a hold of it years ago, and, and, and then they gave us all an exam of what is our love language. Mine is giving. I, I demonstrate my love for people, and particularly my family, by giving gifts. And Jerry Ann told me one day, she said, Daddy, uh, my, my love language is uh, words of words of affirmation. I said, well, I wish I'd have known that earlier. All you wanted to hear was, you're doing good. Save me a lot of money. You know, I mean, when they were, when, I mean, they were already married and having babies and they'd come to the house and, and come sit on my lap. Daddy, you're the best daddy in the world. It wouldn't be five minutes. I'd say that just earns you a trip to the mall. Cause I'm, a, I love to give. Amen. I love to give. Amen. And I, and I'm doing it everywhere I go all the time. Uh, the Bible says, Look for opportunities, one translation says, to be a blessing. That's my favorite thing, is to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. But I got that from hanging out with God. Because he's big hearted. Amen. I might be little physically, but my heart is bigger than this room. Hallelujah. So God is big hearted. That's what it means. When it says he's liberal. Now, I found in the dictionary that the word liberal, and I thought this was so interesting. One of the meanings of the word liberal from the dictionary, open-handed. Isn't that amazing? Open-handed. And then it also went on to say that, 
And this is in the dictionary. That liberal means giving freely. That's exactly what I discovered from the Hebrew. For the, for the, the number 20 and 22. Open-handed and giving freely. Hallelujah. So I'm saying and I'm decreeing and you'll hear me say it many times in the days to come. 2022, the year of the open hand of God. The year of God giving freely. The, God, the, the year when the, when the blessings of God are going to come on your life profusely. Hallelujah. To the point that you won't be able to hand it, handle it all. That you'll just have to look for somebody to share it with. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember one year, uh, several years ago. It's probably been 20 years ago now. I was uh, preaching at Creflo Dollars Church. And uh, that morning when, when he turned the service over to me. Now, he had two services on Sunday morning back then. I'm not sure if he still does, but, but he had two services in the morning. And I was preaching both of them. And the first service I'm preaching and Creflo and Taffy are on the front row there, you know, and family. And, and, uh, uh, I, I, and I'm walking across the, plat, uh, the floor there in front of the platform and just preaching, you know, whatever the Lord had given me and just preaching. And I noticed this one gentleman, every time I'd come over to this side, he was right on the edge of his chair looking at me like this. <laughs> And I thought, I didn't say anything, but I thought, is this guy about to attack me or what? <laughs> and then I'm thinking, because, I mean, you know, Creflo's church is run like a well-greased machine. I thought, surely an usher, if he, if he decides to jump out at me, will stop him. So I went back over here and preached a while. <laughs> and then I forgot about him, and I wound up back over here. And sure enough, this guy, when I got... In front of him, like the owl here. He jumped up out of that chair, ran up to me, and I didn't know what he was going to do. And he, he took this pocket and pulled it open and just stuffed a bunch of money in it. And then we went back and sat down. So I walked over to Creflo and I said, apparently he got here late for the tithes and offerings. Look at her. She's got her hand open again. Boy, she got a hold of this message, praise God. And... Uh, I said, apparently he got here late for the tithes and offerings, so this goes to the church. Creflo said, no, it's yours. We've already done the tithes and offerings. He said, it's mine. He said, yeah, it's yours. Put it in your pocket. So I put it back in that pocket, and I just kept preaching. And then all of a sudden, somebody over here jumped up and put money in this pocket. And then people started getting up. And I mean, in a little while, you couldn't even see me anymore for the people... <laughs> Stuffing money in my pocket, pulling my coat out, putting it in here, putting it in here, putting it in here, stuffed it in my socks between my shoes. I'm walking around with money falling out all over the place. And they kept doing it the whole service. I couldn't even preach anymore. And Creflo is about to fall out in the floor laughing. I said, Creflo, I've never, I've never experienced anything like this before. He said, it's yours, brother. It's yours. <laughs> and he said, and that's not, that's not your offering for preaching here. That's just extra. Oh, Take it home with Lord you. God. Hallelujah. Oh, 
So in between the services, when they took me back to the speaker's room, I left a trail of money all the way to the speaker's room. And the ushers are picking it up and, and putting it away. And then we got into the second service. And, you know, a lot of those people weren't in that first service. And so I'm, I'm preaching and they started it again. I mean, they started it again and covered me up with money. And I was just overwhelmed. And so when I got back to the uh, speaker's room, Creflo said, now, you don't have to fly out right away, do you? He said, my mama has cooked a meal for you. I said, oh, if your mama's cooked, I ain't missing this. Mama mama is a cook, boy. And he said, come on back. We have a place back here where we can have a meal. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it was one of the finest meals I ever ate in my life. In fact, Creflo's mama walked up here and said, Creflo, I don't think Carolyn's feeding that boy. <laughs> said, that, that little white boy can eat, can't he? I said, pass the chicken. You know? Oh, they filled me up, man. And then I was getting ready to leave, and the usher came to Creflo with a brown paper bag this big and handed it to him. And Creflo said, this is yours. I said, what is it? He said, it's all that money they gave you today. I said, Creflo, you've already given me a, a wonderful honorarium. He said, no, this is, this is yours. It's yours. Mm. So I go out to the airport and I walk up to my plane. And my pilot said, uh, Brother Jerry, you want me to throw that away? Is that trash? I said, don't you touch it. <laughs> no, it's not trash. And I don't have a clue how much is in there. And so I just set it in the seat in front of me and I'm flying home and I just left the bag all tightened up, you know. And when I got home, I walked in the door and with that paper bag. And Carolyn said, is that trash? You need to throw it away? I said, no, it's not trash. I said, sit down. And we poured that out on the floor and sat down on the floor and started separating it all. In fact, I got embarrassed. I closed the vine, uh, the, the, the shades, blinds, the shades. I thought, if anybody looks in this window, it looked like a drug deal going on. You know? I'm selling drugs to Carolyn, or she's selling to me, or something. I mean, piled up money here, Vic. And so we counted it, and I think it turned out to be. $26,000. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, here's yours and here's mine. I said, what are you going to do with yours? We gave it all away. We knew people that were hurting financially. And we kept thinking about all these people that need money. And we gave every dime away. And guess what happened to us? You can't now give God. Amen. That, that, was, that was a shower of blessing, a, a, a sudden downpour that I didn't even expect. And God just did it. Amen. Well, if he can do it once, he can do it again, praise God. Now, I don't go to every church I preach since that time and see if there's anybody going to jump out on him. But it has happened in, in, in a couple of different places. Since then, but I don't, I don't go there looking for that. 
Maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it was just one of those sudden downpour blessings. Amen. Well, I don't know how God will do it for you, but don't limit him. Just because you've never had anything like that happen before. Don't say it couldn't happen to you. I used to have people, secretaries in my office, and they'd hear me testifying about blessings and stuff. And, and a couple of them said to me one day, well, Brother Jerry, that's you. You know, you're the preacher. You're out in front of the people. They, they see you. We're back here in the accounting department. Nobody knows we exist. How's God going to bless us? I said, with that kind of talk and that kind of thinking and that kind of attitude, you just limited God. I can't find anywhere in the Bible where it says God will, will bless you unless you were hidden in the accounting room and nobody knows you. And they quit saying that and they started testifying of some major blessings coming their way. Amen. So don't say, well, I'm not a preacher and I'm, I'm not known all over the world and God couldn't do that for me. I know lots of preachers that are known all over the world that it's not happening to but I expect what God promised to come to pass in my life. What other people do, that's their business. But my attitude has always been, you've heard me say it before, God, if you didn't intend to make this happen, you shouldn't have put it in my copy of the book. Because once I find it, I'm going for it. Hallelujah. Anybody else going for it? Amen. Praise God. All right, now very quickly. God giveth liberally. Open-handed, freely gives. And why is that? Because God is love and love gives. Now, Psalm 104 verse 28 says, Thou openest thy hand and they are filled with good. Thou openest thine hand. Every time you see God opening his hand, somebody's being blessed. Provision is being experienced. And they are filled with good. The Passion Translation says, each one is satisfied from your abundant supply. Each one is satisfied from your abundant supply. Amen. Now let me wrap it up with this. This is all going to take place for those who will receive it and those who will believe it. Which I'm going to add means me. Look at your neighbor and say, and me too. Now, listen to this. this is, these things will happen to those who believe and expect right in the midst of this kind of world. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 3, the Amplified. They will be loose in morals and, and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, marked by extreme violent behavior and haters of good. Does that not sound like the world we live in right now? See, I told you. More chaos. More disorder. Now listen to this. The message translation says, they'll be wild. They'll be cynical. They'll be addicted to lust and allergic to God. In um, verse 13 of 2 Timothy 3, it says, and they'll wax worse and worse. They're, they're not going to get any better unless they find Jesus. 
They'll wax worse and worse. And the Amplified says they'll go from bad to worse. That's, that's, that's the kind of world where we are living in and it will get worse. But in the midst of it, we can expect the open hand of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I heard one minister say this, describing the world we live in today. He said, people have lost their identity. They've lost their values. They have redefined the family. They have reignited racial tension. They have replaced education with social indoctrination. They have burdened future generations with staggering debt. They've become haters of discipline. They've rejected God. That's the kind of world we live in. But right in the middle of it, God will open his hand. And his hand is full of blessings. Somebody give the Lord a shout, praise God. The psalmist said in Psalm 46, 6, the heathen rage. And rage means they behave violently as if in a state of constant anger. We see that on television. Isaiah 24, verses 10 and 11 from the message translation. Anarchy shall reign. People will riot in the streets and good times are gone. This is not the world we grew up in. But in the midst of all this chaos and in the midst of all this disorder, God will open his hand unto the faithful. During a time in Habakkuk's day, he prayed during a time of chaos in his day, he prayed and it's found in Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you want to say it, chapter three and verse two from uh, one translation. It says in all this chaos, God remember to be merciful and merciful here means favorable in times of distress. It also implies the act of sparing. So it means this. If we will just stay in faith, watch, look, and expect to see the hand of God in our behalf, then God will spare us in the midst of everything the rest of the world is going through. Can you say amen? Amen. And I'll close it with this. Numbers chapter 14 verse 18 says... The Lord is of great mercy. I love the message translation here. He's huge in love. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Praise God. You receive that today? Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, I receive it. it. Say this with me. 2022 2022 is the year year of the open hand of God. God. It will be be a time of unusual, unusual, extraordinary, supernatural provision and I receive it and give the Lord another shout. Amen. All right.